How are you all? We're glad that you're here with us this morning. Lynn, a little bit of a, for those who uh, have been around a bit, how's the new seating arrangement? It's okay? It's okay? Oh, good. We love it. That's amazing. Some change that we love is good. Hey, guys, up the back. How are we doing? Liam, Toby, we're doing all right? Good. All right. This morning has been a bit crazy. I don't know if you've heard, but um, we came into the building this morning. Everything seems like it was tracking well, and suddenly there was just water flowing into our hallway. And so our, our toilets have all overflowed. And at some point, if there's an interruption, it may be that a plumber comes. We're hoping a plumber comes so you don't have to walk across to Woolies to use the facilities. Um, but I don't know. I'm always... Uh, I always get very optimistic when things go that wrong on a Sunday morning, that God's going to do something. There's something that God wants us to know, and there's usually some opposition to that. Now, I'm not saying that the devil made the toilets overflow. I'm not saying that. I think it was probably lots of toilet paper or something. But but we're not going to let distractions stop us from encountering the love and the presence of Jesus this morning. Is that good? Turn to your neighbour and just tell them, I think we're on. I think we're on. <laughs> All right. Um, I have read some outrageous claims this week. Is anybody, I, I'm not a big, uh, uh, I don't watch a lot of news and I don't read a lot of kind of, newspapers or anything, but somehow it's got through to me and I've heard some some interesting things, whether it's been through social media or maybe a, a podcast or something that I've been listening to. I've heard some outrageous claims this week and I'm really worried that I'm going to offend some people because I think they're outrageous claims. But this week, and it seemed to happen right at the start of this week, I kept getting pop-up on some social media feeds uh, People who believe, we call them flat earthers, who believe that the earth is flat, all right? Now, I hope in the room, if you believe that the earth is flat, good, good on you. Um, that, that's great. But can I tell you that that is an outrageous claim, isn't it? Do you, do you not think that, that the earth would be flat is an outrageous claim? And some of the, the arguments are, uh, are very interesting. I've Because it's come up on my feed, I've listened to them and, and seen them and taken notice, but they just seem like outrageous claims that, you know, people have been exploring the earth for a while now and that it would actually be flat. Anyway, anybody with me? Yeah, that's an outrageous claim, isn't it? I think so. All right. So that happened. And then I've got a mate who's currently touring across Europe and he he sent us a text. I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? This outrageous claim that he reckons Paris is the worst city in Europe. Has anybody been to Paris before? Yeah? Anybody want to go to Paris? Anyone want to come with me next week? I'll go to Paris. Uh, I don't know about you, but that feels to me like an outrageous claim. I've only spent like two days of my life in Paris, and I can tell you it wasn't the worst place I went to in Europe, right? Who thinks that's an outrageous claim? that Paris is the worst city in Europe. Anyway, that could just be my mate. He's, he makes a lot of outrageous claims. But, all right. I then, again, uh, 
came across a couple of conversations where an outrageous claim was made. Now, this could divide the room a little bit. There'll be half of you who don't care, a quarter of you who agree with me and a quarter who don't. That's my, I'm estimating. But the outrageous claim is that LeBron is the best basketball player ever. And I think that is an outrageous claim when Michael Jordan existed. Yeah? And, and is there anyone else in the room, any LeBron, like, fanboys? Any, any Michael Jordan fanboys? Shaq? Shaq's better than LeBron. Right. Anyway, I don't know. Again, like I said, half the room don't care. But I thought it was an outrageous claim. And then, and we're getting proved, I'm getting proved wrong today. But then I heard again, and we, I, do you remember a couple of months ago we heard that this would be the hottest summer ever? Does anyone remember that? There we go. I think it was an outrageous claim. Now, today's hot, but it's like one day this summer, two days this summer. Well, let's... Yeah, Dan making outrageous claims right now. Uh, but I heard again, and it, we still do have a month of summer, and it could be four, over 40 degrees every day. Then I would say it's been the hottest summer ever, but it isn't. Okay. The reason I brought up those outrageous claims, which were mild probably, but uh, I have an outrageous claim today that I want us to spend some time before we get to share in fellowship eating barbecue sausages together. Uh, I have an outrageous claim for our church this morning. And my outrageous claim is this. This year, we are going to grow. This year we are going to grow. Now you might go, Nate, it's your job to say that. But can I tell you, it may not actually seem outrageous, but I would usually say something like this. This year I believe we might grow. Or I might say, you know, this year I hope that we grow. Or I I pray that we grow this year. But I want to actually be a bit bold this morning and make this outrageous claim. It's actually more, less outrageous and more filled with faith and, and a belief that this year is a year that we are going to grow as a church. Because I believe, I believe wholeheartedly that Jesus wants his church to grow. We've looked at it a lot. Uh, uh, Jesus actually says, he's, he's talking with Peter and he's, he kind of says, Peter, you're the rock, but He says, I am going to grow the church. Jesus says that he is going to grow the church. Now, there are some some certain ideas that we get when we hear about church growing, right? I I don't know. uh, I grew through some a different era when church growth was like a a big deal. And and sometimes we think uh, by me saying this year our church is going to grow, maybe we're thinking we're going to grow in number of people. Or maybe the number of programs that we run are going to grow. We think more people, more programs when we say grow, which sounds good and there's nothing obviously wrong with that. We want more people sharing with us every Sunday or Friday night or or Monday morning. But can I tell you, that's not what I'm talking about this morning. There's nothing wrong with that. We are going to grow, not just in a numeric way, but in 2024, I'm believing that we are going to be a church that sees people grow. Yeah? 
We're going to see people grow as followers of Jesus. We're going to see people grow in unity as a church together. We're going to see people grow as parents in our church. We're going to see people grow as sons and daughters in our church. We're going to see people grow as as siblings looking after their brother and sister this year. We're going to see, I want to see people grow as partners and spouses this year. I want to see us grow as friends. I want to see us grow as as better neighbours in our workplaces, in our schools, in our streets. I, I want to see us grow in obedience this year. Grow in in faith and grow in peace, patience, kindness. Grow in all the fruit of the Spirit. Something we we probably don't talk about as much as we used to is, I want to see us grow in holiness this year, becoming more like Jesus. I want to see us grow in health this year. Does anybody want to grow like that this year? Yeah, that's the kind of growth we want, isn't it? As a church and as people, I know that I want to grow this year. Now, growing as people isn't a Nath idea, right? It's not my idea that you should grow as people. Uh, And a few weeks ago, we looked at this idea of self-help, right? Remember a few weeks ago, uh, the world is pretty obsessed with self-help. I I actually don't think that's how we're going to grow Either This isn't a self-help growth plan. Jesus talks uh, multiple times in Scripture, and one particular story that, that I'll just kind of recap quickly for you, or a story or parable, which is just a story Jesus tells to, to teach a lesson underneath. Uh, we're going to look at the parable of the sower. Do you know, is, are you familiar with the parable of the sower? The parable of the sower is there's a generous farmer. And the generous farmer actually scatters seed everywhere. Who knows that we have a good God, a generous God, who doesn't just scatter in little places, but he actually, the invite, and we talk about it all the time, how good is that the good news invite is for all people, all nations we talked about last week, all nations, all people, all people groups, the invite is for all. We have a loving, generous Father who scatters seed everywhere. Almost recklessly, you would say, yeah? But this generous farmer uh, scatters seed. Some of the seed we hear falls on the footpath, right? And when it falls on the footpath, it, it doesn't grow at all. In fact, it tells us that the birds come and eat that seed and it disappears, goes. Some of the other seed, well, it, well, it falls on rocky soil and it, it shoots up really quickly, but because the rocks are there, it can't grow deep roots, and it soon withers under the hot sun of the hottest summer ever. And then we hear of another, uh, a lot of seed actually falls in, in amongst the weeds. And this seed grows, but after some time, the weeds choke out the seed and it doesn't grow. And lastly, we hear that some seed falls on fertile soil. And that fertile soil grows the seed and it grows a crop that was actually 30, 60 or 100 times what was sown, what was planted. Can I tell you God's plan for us that we see through Scripture, that we see in the writings of Paul, but also in the stories of Jesus, 
is that he, God wants us to grow, not wilt in the sun, not get choked out by weeds. He wants us to keep growing and to grow to maturity so that we might produce good fruit. I know um, personally there's been seasons in my life where my growth has been stunted, where it feels like I'm not I'm not growing, I'm kind of stuck, maybe stuck in a rut or I, I plateaued. Can I tell you, I don't want that to happen to me anymore. I don't want that to happen to you. This morning, if we want to be people who grow, I have three things for us from Scripture that I, that I think are, are necessary for us to grow, things that we need. And, and I'm sure you've heard For those who have been around a while, you've heard me say these things before, but who knows, we always need reminders. Yeah, heading into a a new year again, we need reminders. Okay, are you still with me? Give me a wave. Yeah, all right, that's very good. Turn to the person next to you and say, are you listening? Are you listening? Whew. I I don't know how you're seated, but at the moment, I think the kids are having a water fight. And we should wrap this up so we can, but no, no. There's, there's good news that I want to share. So the first thing, if we want to grow, and I believe that we will grow this year, if we want to grow, the first thing is this, we have to be connected to Jesus. If we want to grow, we need to be connected to Jesus. John 15, and we've looked at this numerous times. Jesus is is teaching and he says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Can I tell you, if we want to grow, if we want to grow like God has planned for us to grow, we have to be connected to the source of life. We have to be connected to Jesus. A branch doesn't grow by itself, does it? It's connected to a tree or it's connected to a vine or it's connected to a bush. It's connected to something that is feeding, that is a source of life. This year, and I think I say it every year, we have to remain in Jesus. There are some other translations you might know is abide in Jesus, like live in Jesus, remain in Jesus. Can I tell you, Church this morning, this isn't a knowledge thing. This isn't we need to learn more about Jesus, right? But this is actually we need a living relationship with a living God. 
Who knows any uh, relationships take work? Yeah? Relationships take work. They require something of us. It's not just about us learning about the other person. Who knows that's not actually a relationship? There's plenty of stalkers in the world that think they have great relationships. (laughs) But it's not a relationship, right? I could know everything there is to know about Dan Hale, but that doesn't mean we have a relationship. It's actually about us getting to know one another, spending time with one another, right? It requires not just talking, it requires not just information, but it requires listening as well. Prayer isn't just a list of requests, right? Yeah? When we, when we talk about our relationship with Jesus, remaining in Him, it's not just about us praying and just with our list of requests, because that's not a relationship, right? It's actually about us sitting and listening and being with. I love a set-aside prayer time. I think that's, that's a great practice for us. But do you know what's really impacting prayer? Just every moment being aware that God is with us. Every mo- using every moment to be in prayer. Now, that doesn't mean we stop and we say out words out loud, but, but actually being mindful of where God is at that moment. We need, to, we need to, if we want to grow, first thing is we have to be connected to Jesus. You got that? All right. I want you to turn to someone, someone different, and say you need to be connected to Jesus. Oh, this is good. Well done. All right. Okay, so that's the first thing. Need to be connected to Jesus. The second thing, I said I had three things. The second thing is this. If we want to grow, if we don't want to stagnate, we don't want to stop growing, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, Who knows that the Spirit is at work within us? If we can proclaim that Jesus is Lord, then the Spirit is at work within us. But the Holy Spirit brings life. We looked, um, there's a prophecy in Ezekiel 47. Now, we're not going to read the whole chapter, but Ezekiel 47 talks about uh, a little trickle flowing from the temple trickle of water that turns into a river that that ends up heading out across the desert and into the Dead Sea. And everywhere that the living water touched, things grew. We hear along the banks of this river, fruit trees grew. The Dead Sea that was once dead when the living water touched, well, the Dead Sea became alive with fish and animals and and they went and drank there. We need the Holy Spirit to grow us, to bring life, to, to continue that producing fruit in our life. The Holy Spirit, can I tell you, convicts us. It's one of the roles of the Holy Spirit. Who knows that we can't grow without accountability? And I'll touch on it again in a second. But actually, 
part of our growth sometimes is God saying, nah, you need to stop that. The Holy Spirit not only convicts, but the Holy Spirit also prompts too. Because sometimes the Holy Spirit needs to tell us, you need to do that, right? So the Holy Spirit helps us because the Holy Spirit can tell us and convict us to stop, but also to do and to go. The Holy Spirit leads us. The Holy Spirit, can I tell you, church, the Holy Spirit stretches us, pulls us sometimes out of our comfort zones, but He's always looking to grow us. The Holy Spirit has been sent as our helper to grow. Jesus left us on earth and sent the Holy Spirit to always be with us. I found one of the most useful practices in my life is when I wake up, I ask, Holy Spirit, can you fill me afresh today? Can you fill me afresh today? And I've said it so many times, but I'm leaky, right? Yeah? I, I, I leak. I, I do, yeah, like the toilets right now. That's actually more of a flood. But, but I need the Holy Spirit to continue to grow me, to continue to fill me, to continue to prompt me, to continue to grow me, to continue to make me more and more like Jesus. If I want to grow in holiness, can I tell you I need the Holy Spirit? If we want to grow, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The third thing is this. If we want to grow, and if we want to grow, not just as a whole church, but as, as people of God, I believe that we need to be planted in church community. We need to be planted in church community. This is a, this is a bit of a hot topic at the moment uh, and has been for, for a number of years. Uh, and the idea is, well, if Jesus is can be a personal God, well, then I can just kind of follow Jesus by myself. And who knows that, you know, maybe you can. Jesus is a, is, is pretty, our God is a good God and, and we just have to accept him as our Lord and Saviour. But I guess it's technically possible to follow Jesus without being planted in church. But can I tell you, it's practically impossible. D.L. Moody, there's a story. D.L. Moody, uh, uh, kind of a, a bit of a famous preacher and thinker. Uh, there's a story where he preached one day and, and afterwards someone asked to meet with him because he, he had a few questions about what, what Mr. Moody had said. Uh, and so they're sitting in front of a fire, nice little scenario, sitting in front of a fireplace. And he said, listen, I, this guy said, I, I, I agree with everything you preached except for one thing. And that is, why, why do I need to be involved in church? I can, I can follow Jesus by myself. And, and the story goes like this, that D.L. Moody didn't actually say anything. He got up to the fire and he, he grabbed with some tongs or whatever you use in a fire, grabbed the, the, the coal out and just put it kind of at the front of the fireplace. Just sat there watching as the, the coal and the ember just lost its glow. And kind of said, I think that explains what you're asking. Author Robert uh, Mahullen Jr. in a book called Invitation to a Journey says this, 
We can no longer be formed in the image of Christ outside of corporate spirituality then a coal can continue to burn bright outside of the fire. When we don't feel like worshipping, the community should carry us along in its worship. When we can't seem to pray, community prayer should enfold us. When the Scripture seems closed for us, the community should keep on reading, affirming and incarnating it around us. Isn't that, that good? Paul also talks in Ephesians 4, which we'll look at, the importance of us growing inside of the body so that the body also grows. Ephesians 4, uh, starting at verse 13. And, and Paul's just been talking about uh, the body, the many parts. We all have a part. We all have a gift to play. Um, starting at verse 13. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Now, I love, I think I included that verse because it talked about us maturing, us growing, maturing. Verse 14, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. And this is the bit to, to take a hold of. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Each part growing, helping others grow so that the body can be healthy and grow. I love this idea. It's, it's an idea that's been kind of hanging around my head for the last six months or so about the purpose of our church. And I love the idea that our church would be a greenhouse. And I think I spoke about it sometime last year. But who knows like a greenhouse is a place where we can, where we can put plants to help them grow, right? To create an environment that helps them flourish and grow. And I love that what we can see in greenhouses is fruit out of season. I don't know about you, I don't know what season you're going through, but when we plant ourselves in the church, I believe that we can continue to grow fruit no matter what season we face. Am I making sense? We have a role to play for each other in our growth, but also for ourselves. Can I tell you it's really hard to grow if we're not planted in a faith community together? where we're encouraging, where we're spurring each other on, where we're lifting each other up in the tougher seasons, but also where there's accountability. I said the Holy Spirit convicts, but who knows as a faith community, there's accountability too. We, we care for our brothers and sisters. We want to make sure that if, I want to know if I do something dumb that I've got a brother or sister who'll say, hey, Nath, that's kind of dumb. Yeah, that's not, that's not healthy for you. That's not going to help you grow. That's going to lead to hurt and death and destruction. We have a role to play to help each other grow. 
I want to say it again because I believe it strongly. And we'll be spending some time this year focusing on this idea. This church is going to grow this year. This church is going to grow this year. I believe that as individuals that we are going to grow. I'm committed to us growing this year. And I also believe as a collective body that we are going to grow. I'm believing that people meet Jesus in this space. I, I got to see youth on Friday night and it was, I know we talk about it a bit, but it was exciting because there are young people who care about following Jesus, who are looking to follow Jesus and what that means in their everyday life. I believe we are going to grow. This morning, Dan's going to just come and play for us. Um, I believe it needs a response. It's not just like me saying an outrageous claim, but there's a response from us each. There's kind of a couple of questions I have for you. This morning, do you feel like you're connected to Jesus? Do you abide in Him? Do you remain in Him? Is, is your life kind of centred around Jesus as number one? Maybe have a think about that as we pray. This might be a great morning to repent. Repentance is, is kind of when we realise that we've turned away from Jesus, when we're facing something else, when we've made something else more important, when we're worshipping something else. And repentance is the act of turning back again to Jesus, saying, Jesus, you are Lord, you are King, you are God and, and I'm not. Maybe this morning that might be your response. My question is as well, do you feel like you are growing at the moment? Maybe you are, like I've been in before, a, a plateau season. Do you need the Holy Spirit to bring renewal and growth again? Do you need the Holy Spirit to stretch you? Can I tell you firstly, it's a dangerous prayer. I want to grow, but sometimes we, there's little pains in growing, isn't there? means that we have to let go of some things. might mean we have to do some new things. It might mean we need to stop some things. Do you need the Holy Spirit to bring renewal and growth? And the third one is, are you planted in church community? Are you planted in a faith community? Are you helping others to grow so that the whole body grows? Actually, so you grow. Who knows that we all have a unique part to play in the body of Christ? We are uniquely made. We have different gifts, that we have, have uh, a different makeup from the person next to us, that we have something to offer. The, the, the body of Christ is a beautiful tapestry of, of just lots of different unique gifts. And I love it. I think that's when the church is most beautiful, when it helps us grow the most. And lastly, are you facing something that is stretching you at the moment and you would just like some prayer this morning? Dan's going Dan's gonna to play and, he, and then we're going to sing that, just that chorus, you are worthy of it all. God, you're worthy of it all. And during that time, uh, if you're wanting prayer, 
for any of those things. I'm going to stand out the front, but also know that we have a church who'd love to pray with you as well. We'd love to pray together. But if you are wanting prayer for either of any one of those things, please uh, come. I'd love, love to pray for you. But let's pray together right now. God, you are good. We've, we've talked of your goodness and your kindness and your, your generosity as a generous sower. Right now, Holy Spirit, we just ask that you take this moment to prompt us, to convict us, to, to grow us. Jesus, we want to be more and more like you. We want to remain in you, abide in you, live our life uh, connected to you. And our prayer is as a, as a church, the 2024 be a significant year of growth. Growth of us as a whole church, but also growth of us as individuals. As we face a new year, Holy Spirit, fill us. Jesus, we wanna be connected to you. And God, we thank you for your body that helps us grow. Come in these moments, I pray right now for those of us who, who may feel a bit stagnant, who may feel like I, I, I'm not growing, I'm stuck, I'm in a rut. We just ask, Holy Spirit, for a breakthrough today. You might start again stretching and growing us. We may humbly come before you, acknowledging who you are, God that You are God, we're not. You are worthy of our praise and that You know best. Pray in the name of Jesus, amen. I'm gonna invite you to stand and we're...